Good evening and good morrow, my lovely and wonderful friends. My name is Mikhail Moonstrong, and this is episode one of Me, Myself, and God. This is a new podcast series that we are starting this year, 2021, what we are calling to be a year of change, a year of manifestation, and a year of revitalization of those things that not have been lost, but have the, that their energy has been tempered and lessened as we have gone throughout this space. So we call 2021 to be that point of resurgence. And so we are bringing into that year a new series. And like I said, that is me, myself, and God. This series is going to be focused around individual interpretations of God, the all, the manifested form that we've come to understand. This series will feature interviews with other witches, practitioners, and individuals of faiths far variant from our own, so that we can begin to encapsulate a whole new series of things into our world, into our recorded referendum of magical and occult spirituality. Now, with that in mind, let's go ahead and delve on in. Interestingly enough, I think that God is something that people get but don't get, understand but don't understand, right? You know, when you are born into our culture and society, there's a fairly good chance that it is going to be to a faith that is predominantly Christian, Jewish, Muslim, and then again, you can put the smaller category of pagan, but you, you know, there's, there's a fairly good chance that you will have a relative amount of familiarity with those parental faiths to our nation. The United States of America was founded on, I'm not going to say on Christianity, because that is not correct. Our country was founded on the freedom of religion and the freedom of religious beliefs. But the particular religion of choice that happened to be seeking its freedom happened to be Christianity when it started. So there's a fairly, you know, if you are, if you're here, this is often a chance that you will have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. I say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. I don't really need to say more than that. There are a few people who don't understand these concepts, and that's okay. To be honest, I think you were blessed because of it. Not because there isn't truth there, but because there's so much cultural connotation attached to it. The purpose of this series is to, this first episode at least, is to talk about my view of God. What God means to me. And how I've come to understand that. How that has been challenged and how I have encountered that throughout my life. Now, for those of you who don't know, my name is Mikhail Moonstrong. I am an occult practitioner. By that, I am a practicing shaman, voodooist. I am a governor of nature, and I mean this in the way that I work with the spirits of earth to serve that sovereign will. I consider myself wholly a witch, a shaman, a member of the Vudon family. But all of these titles don't really mean anything other than what they mean to me. And this is true for you. This is true for everyone in your world, in your reality. What thing, what you decide that something means to you is the most supreme. That is the, that is the definitive declaration. What you decide in life about any aspect of it, rule, law, religion, faith, sexuality, preferential, appetite, whatever you want. What you decide is sovereign. Your world is yours and no one can tell you otherwise. And if they do, they're wrong. So that's, that's that. You can give them that one. And tell them I said so. But when it came to God, I, I started out with the view that I guess everybody else had. 
um, not everybody else had, but that my family had. And that was this, this God in the cloud, God as a man in heaven who resided. One, there was definitely a sense of masculinity. I, this is what I call like the typical Christian definition of God. This is that version of God who is both male, white, with long brown hair, and, you know, that, that slight little, like, mustache goatee thing sitting at a table with 12 other fuckers. You know, G- Jesus and God became encapsulated with this this revolving image that he was fed into my, me as a young child. And honestly, I accepted it. I really didn't find any issue with it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. It wasn't until I got into my pu- pubescent years, into my adolescent years, that I really started to question or ask ask questions or start to go, you know, is, it, why is it presented like this? And there's definitely a point in time where you will reach critical analysis. And that critical analysis is a definitive moment of change for you and your faith, regardless of what you get out of that critical analysis. You could take that towards your faith and not come out in a different place than you began. You could, you know, effectively prove the truths that you initially experienced. But everybody will be called to this point. When you arrive at this point of questioning, that is, it's a season. You will begin a season of questioning in that point. And when I began that questioning, the first thing I did, to be honest, was I rebelled. I did the proverbial fall, and I, I, I turned as far away from I could as I could get from my my parental faith, from that faith that I was born into and brought into. And I really, I tried everything in my power to get away from it. I wanted to get away from what my parents had given me and where I was forced to go on Sunday. And I needed to get to, to, to my own headspace, my own place, wherever the fuck that was. I needed to get to that. And so the first thing I did was I remember uh, my dad had given me a laptop. And I would take and I would get on that laptop and I would I would Google all kinds of shit. But for the most part, outside of the, the lurid porn sites that I would in my youth find myself tracking into, I would actively spend a, an absurd amount of time searching for magic. Now, at first it's like M-A-G-I-C, magic, spells. And you, you always end up with some video game website. You end up on some like Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft or insert thing. And this was something that I'm like, you know, it was cool. It was great. But immediately I'm like, okay, no, dismiss, dismiss, dismiss. But then like the fifth search down or at the time when Google still had a second page, <laughs> not that it doesn't, but uh, I, 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 I would find those, those websites and those pages that were, that were genuinely dedicated to magic or somebody's interpretation of magic. And magic, I'm going to say that is M-A-G-I-C-K, referring to that occult practice and study and, and the thing is is like uh, my experience up to up to this point was with magic was i'm not I'm gonna be honest with you it was harry potter it was it was lord of the rings it was the superhero movies i'd seen it was it was things that you imagine to create a typical understanding of magic and that's imagination so when i started searching and i'm like okay that makes sense you know like oh a spell for a fireball or a spell to breathe underwater i remember that one uh, it was it was you know involved meditation and visualization being a fish and being underwater and repeating of these words and i remember going to the pool the y the ymca pool young man christian association's pool um within my head i probably brought my actual fucking book to be honest and i was practicing spells to maintain and to breathe underwater and to be honest they worked but i wasn't breathing underwater i was just 
you know, really focusing on holding my breath and had practiced a breathing exercise, which in the beginning helped over-oxygenate my system and allowed me to stay underwater deeper on top of the mental focus. So yes, it worked and it succeeded, but it wasn't how I initially expected and intended. And this was foundational in those beginning searches for me, myself, and God, me, myself, and magic. And and, and for those of you who don't know, I, I really use this term magic to interpret, to, to be like the action of God. When I say magic, what I mean is like the outward breath of God. I believe that magic occurs all around you and in all of these variety, in these varying ways that you can perceive and you can't perceive. But magic is all around you. It never is stopping. Magic is just the the force that is greater than your understanding. So in practicing this and in looking in this place, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to understand, well, why does this work? Why would this work? Or if there was a, I was always looking for like invisibility spells because one, my parents were incredibly Christian. In fact, even a part of our family's faith and our, our, our practice is deeply rooted in not just Christianity, but like the, 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 the occult Christianity, the, the paranormal Christianity, the Christianity that is vo- that is focused on defense of light and, protection against the darkness you know there was this so there were parts of it where it's like what magic represented what doing a spell represented was was profane it, it, it was blasphemous it was bad in fact you read the bible in a lot of places especially in the old testament you know it says to practice magic is is of the accursed arts you know it, it is something it is not good now, granted, I can understand, especially hindsight being hindsight, I can absolutely understand why they why the Bible offers this warning. If you read any book of magic or any book of occult, like manifestation or spellcraft or things of such nature, and there isn't a warning that says, put this book down, don't do this, think twice, do this legitimately, because magic, I have a book up here, which is called Wizardology, and it is a beautiful fucking book, uh, it was a book that was, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like a pop-up book, but it's, it's this hyper-illustrated book as an account of Merlin, of wizards, and the study of being a wizard, and magic, and in my years, it was incredibly formative, I was, I was blessed and lucky enough to have my wife bring me this gift back from my past into the future of now, and I've been studying it immensely, and I'm like, I understand why I am who I am today because of the influence that this book represented on me by maintaining this freedom in my imagination and belief of magic, but magic not as a as something that was just given or done, but something that was a challenge. In the beginning of this book, it talks about basically like, listen, if you want to be the wizard, there's only three things you need. Right? You need to be able to, one, live like a hermit, two, work like a plow horse, and three, sacrifice everything for the benefit of humankind and nature. And it's kind of like, all right, got it, one, got it, two. And then that third one, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like that, that's heavy. That's a lot more like, wait, when you say, you mean sacrifice everything? Or you mean like my Xbox, my Switch, my cigarettes? Yes, yes, I mean everything. If you want to be a wizard, Harry, you must give it up, all of it. And that's very much the case. That's what you have to do. If you want to be a witch, a wizard, a a space and, and, and dip your foot or be dipped in by your heel to that river sticks to, to, to be called to that hall of magic, then you have to be ready and willing to sacrifice everything for the greater good, right? Be a fucking superhero. And if you want superhero superpowers, but you won't be, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. If you won't adhere to this and understand this then fully expect those cosmic laws that you have invoked in your working and in your space to unfold upon you. 
a key to being a witch or a wizard is to be in balance and be in harmony with nature and with God, with law, with order. And so as you search this and as you seek this, you, you, you find in your searching, especially as I, as I did, you'll find that there are things that click and things that don't click. Things that are like, ah, aha, hmm. And then other ones that will make you make that like, the thick question mark. I am confusion. And these are, these are one, they're just as valid and they're just as important places to be. But this action, this, this switch that you experience between the polarized under space of going, I get that. I want to know more about that. And then that place of, I don't understand anything about that. And I don't want to know anything about that. This is a very important delineation for you to look at in your journey to understanding God and understanding yourself is because you will be understanding what moves you and what shifts you from your current frame of mind and your current perspective into the next one. So one of the things that drove me, which drives a lot of witches and a lot of occult practitioners, was the secrecy. I knew that my family wouldn't condone of the acts that I was that I was doing. I wasn't performing spells per se. I was researching. I was exploring. Like when you're playing a video game and you're doing something that isn't inherently directly intended by that video game, you know, like you're playing Mario Kart and you're going backwards. You're playing chess and you move a piece away that is not supposed to be moved. You're not necessarily doing something bad, but you know you're 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 changing the rules so you can play the game differently. This is a, a, a an aspect of, of of theory, but is likewise you know applied theoretics and quantum physics in the space that you are imagining or tangibilizing rules that could be different, and then seeing where those rules actually truly fit to the way that they were described and expressed. It's like imagine if with gravity, I told you that there are certain circumstances where you could throw something up and it wouldn't come back down. That that would represent something completely astronomical to you or to the, the individual experiencing that because it would be something that would be completely counter to everything that had been remained that, that had been represented and proved as precedent in fact before. So magic in a lot of ways and, and my understanding of God has been about challenging the rules, has been about questioning everything and accepting nothing. My um my my stepfather, he's a he's a very, very wonderful man he's an incredibly wise man and one of the things that he 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 really he pushes in his when when he's speaking to those seeking students is to question everything and accept nothing so his name name is steve spotter if you want to give him a research um he's a motivational speaker and he's very well he's very wise in my opinion when it comes to the way of man and the way of the human psyche and one of the things that would come often out of our conversations would be the motivation and the term determination that was represented in this aspect of questioning everything and accepting nothing. And the fact is when I when I would take this and incorporate it into my my practice and my space and then compare that again to the teachings that I would encounter in both Freemasonry and in my research and my own personal spirituality, I would find that my truth did not come when I discovered it written upon a page, but when I found it proven by the actions of the mage. I found that when I questioned something and found that the answer I had been given was proven by the understanding that I was able to gain by visualizing that transformation or that transition was remarkable. And that affirmed me in the, the, the truth that I was experienced far more than reading it on a page. You can read that God is love, but until you understand that and get that in the way that is personal and deep and intimate, you're not going to hold it as close. 
You won't get it like the elders would, would recommend or say. So when I started in my place, I was questioning a lot of things from my parent faith, and I, I would use that to motivate me to go forward into a lot of other faiths, a lot of other practices. In fact, just about anything I could get my hands on. And, I, and my, my family was relatively supportive of this as long as they didn't know what I was doing. I'm a firm believer my dad says he knows what I was doing and he was aware, but he wasn't aware. He perceived to the best of his ability, and that left a lot of discrepancy between the reality that I was experiencing and how he perceived that. And so inevitably down the road, this path of mine of this secret study really led to, led to a fallout within my family because they were devout in their practice. And as that space, they were they were brought into confliction with me and my position because I represented something that their faith did not get did not give allowance for, or if it did, it wasn't something that had been explained or understood to me. So they had an obligation as devout practitioners of their faith to of their faith to adhere to that faith. But that caused a lot of confliction because the thing is, when you do things in secrecy, do things in secrecy, and then the things that you do in secrecy, be it research or study or or deviance or or or, or generosity or joy, when something is secret and and, and it is discovered. There is a collapse of one unknown reality into the known. And when you experience that or another individual experiences that, it doesn't necessarily matter what's going on. It can be a bit of a traumatic experience. Because something goes, it, it, it pops, it collapses, it, and then there's a whole new thing that is being understood and found to be this active moment. So my search drove this fallout with my family, which inherently pushed me further into the dark. And by dark, I mean the unknown. If I ever refer to positive or negative, I do not mean good or bad. I mean positively charged or negatively charged. Good or bad is up to you. That is not up to nature. That is not up to law. Good or bad is up to you, the perceiver of it. Everything else is. So in this space... That secrecy drove this collapse and drove this fallout, which pushed me into this place. And from that place, that is where I had to seek and find God. Where where me, myself, and God really came to be because at that point in time, my own actions, my own desire for secrecy and for separation separated me from my family, separated me from those people who had previously given me that foundational faith. So when you're alone... In your life, you can experience more things than you can describe. If you feel something, you feel something in such a way that you can only offer an echo of that to somebody else. When you feel it, it's yours. That's that's definitive. It belongs to you in the most unique and personable way. Like nobody can understand what you experience like you can experience that. And in this, we are... We are found bound to this example, and not example, but this truth of individual truth. And it takes an action of separation, of falling from the nest. In nature, you see this example often where the parent leaves and the child is given, the, you know, they have to survive on their own. When the turtle, baby turtle has to make it to the ocean and then survive beyond that point. This is necessary for growth. It is necessary for change. And that is when you enter into a point of personal understanding and discovery and inflection. But you have to go there. Nobody else can bring you there. You have to decide to go there. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect child to the best parents, the 
happiest relationships, if you were never abused or always abused or had the worst relationships, everybody has to go into these points, these deserts, these places of self-discovery and understanding because if you don't understand it on your own, if it did not originate from you, then it wasn't yours. Then it wasn't within you. And if it didn't come from within you, then it is a hollow thing that is yet to be discovered. So when you look at your journey, when you experience your life and your moments, I want you to know that your magic is fucking yours. It's nothing that I could give to you or describe to you or that a book could define for you, but but you define it. And so if you have decided that your world is not magical, that your world is not worth it, that it's not good enough or that you need more than what is, then you need to look deeper. You need to look closer because that that perspective that you have towards your own reality is going to be the anchoring perspective of you, yourself, and God. You, yourself, and the world around you is driven by you. So if you can't create or visualize positivity, joy, and life bound by peace, truth, and love in your life, then it is going to be very difficult for that to be created for you. You're at the center of it, motherfucker. So if you want it to be that way, then you need it to be made that way. You need to make it that way. You want the wall to stand a certain direction. You want the house to look like the way you would seek it and desire it to. Then you have to call that into creation. You have to pick up the hammer and the nail and learn and develop the skills to create your world as you want it to. Because you cannot bitch about it the way it is if you have yet to do anything to change it. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can, but no one is going to listen. And the people who hear you and try to bring that solution together to you it would not matter if what they brought to you was perfectly found. It would actually solve your problems. If you do not create it, bring it within you, incorporate it into yourself and believe that to be, then it won't do anything. Your belief drives your reality. Your visualization of God, your visualization of, of yourself, of the world around you, of your family, of your people, this drives your reality. If you want to have a magical life, if you want to be a wizard, Harry, you've got to get your wound. You've got to believe in it. You've got to have the things and believe that it can do more. That when you pick up that stick that you carved and you chose that that, 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 that called you, you're like, oh, that's pretty. You know, when you decided to do anything or something in your life that was different than how it was done before, belief in the reason that you did that is so incredibly powerful. It is so incredibly powerful. I have run on and on in, in this, 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 this voice over this chat this evening talking about me, myself, and God. But know that on the next episode and for the next season, we're going to bring in somebody else, somebody who is not me. And we're going to talk about God to them. We're going to talk about the God that is within them that they have come to encounter and experience throughout their practices. But until then, my wonderful witches, my wonderful wizards... May you be blessed. May the winds be at your back. May the dragons of time and space be at your right and your left. The behemoths of the deep be at your feet. And the celestials of the sky ever guide you higher and higher. This is brought to you by Hippie Queen Productions. Me, myself, and God.